Hello, and thank you for downloading this programme from Starry Decisis Radio, where we discuss all the judgments of the United Kingdom Supreme Court. My name is Mark Tottenham. In this show, I shall discuss a case in which a Danish cigarette company and a Swiss cigarette company were suing Dutch haulage companies in the English courts for loss of cigarettes under their control. The question was whether the English courts had jurisdiction over the claim, and the issue had to be determined between the wording of an international convention and the courses of dealing between the various companies involved. The name of the case is British American Tobacco Company versus Casimir. The citation is 2015 UKSC 65. The lead judgment was given by Lord Mance and two concurring judgments were delivered by Lord Sumption and Lord Clark. The claimants in the two relevant cases were both divisions of the British American Tobacco Group. In each case, they had consigned large quantities of cigarettes to English haulage companies, who subcontracted the delivery to Dutch companies. In one case, a container load of cigarettes had been hijacked. In another, the container had been parked overnight in breach of instructions and the load had been lost. The cigarette companies sued the English contractor and joined the Dutch companies as as co-defendants. The Dutch companies then applied to be released from the claims on the grounds that the English courts did not have jurisdiction. The issue concerned an international convention called the Convention on the Contract for the International Carriage of Goods by Roads, 1956, which seems to be known as the CMR Convention, in which it was suggested that a successive carrier, which is the term used in the convention, could be sued in the same proceedings as the main contractor. The contract with the main contractor in this case specifically stated that the English courts had exclusive jurisdiction over any dispute although the Dutch companies had not had notice of this clause. It is fair to say that this is a reasonably obscure point of law, and it is clear from the judgment by Lord Mance that the various textbook writers on the subject had come to differing conclusions on the issue. In any event, the High Court sided with the Dutch haulage companies and released them from the claims. The Court of Appeal reversed this decision, and the question came before the Supreme Court. The essential question before the Supreme Court was whether the CMR Convention bound the Dutch companies to the exclusive jurisdiction clause or whether they needed to have expressed notice of the clause. Lord Mance engaged in a very close textual analysis of the Convention and the contracts between the various parties. Ultimately, he sided with the Dutch companies. I shall give three quotations from the judgment. The first is as follows. BAT rely on the fact that neither Article 6.1 nor Article 6.2 of CMR requires a CMR consignment note to state the existence of a choice of law or court clause. But that, to my mind, tends to confirm that the transposition of application of such a clause to the relationship between the consignor or consignee and a successive carrier depends on agreement, and here in particular upon the use of the boxes provided pursuant to Article 6.3. Had it been completed, that a successive carrier would automatically be bound by such a clause, one would have expected the existence of such a clause to have been among the particulars required by these paragraphs to appear in the consignment note for the very purpose of giving the successive carrier notice of them. End of quotation. The next quotation is as follows. At a more fundamental level, I am now also persuaded that it would be contrary to general principle to hold a successive carrier bound by a choice of court clause or any other contractual clause not evidenced by the consignment note, of which he had no express notice. 
To do so would involve an unfamiliar and undesirable invasion of the general principle that contracts depends on agreement. End of quotation. And the final quotation is as follows. The present case does not concern or present any risk of competing judgments involving the same parties. BAT is under CMR, unquestionably entitled to look to Excel, which is the English haulage company, for the whole of any loss which BAT can prove. At highest, BAT may have to pursue Essers and Casimir in different jurisdictions if they continue to wish to expand their target beyond Excel. Insofar as BAT's wish to do this is based on a belief that their evidential position in seeking to show willful misconduct may be improved if they can join Essers and Casimir, I cannot associate an evidential aim of this nature with any fundamental principle of union law in the field of jurisdiction or justice. End of quotation. In concurring judgments, Lord Sumption and Lord Clark both expressed some misgivings about the decision, especially on the grounds that it was in the interest of expedience that all related claims be heard in the same set of proceedings. However, they were persuaded that the analysis of the Convention by Lord Mounts was the correct decision. To step back from the detailed analysis of the case, there is no doubt that it is undesirable for a party to be bound by, by a contractual clause if he does not have notice of it. But it is also undesirable for claims to be heard in separate countries in relation to the same loss. The upshot of this decision is likely to be a change in the standard form agreement between haulage contractors and subcontractors, giving express notice of jurisdiction clauses. Thank you very much for listening to this programme. If you have any comments, please see the Starry Decisis Radio Facebook page or Twitter account. And if you have enjoyed this programme, please tell your friends and colleagues about Starry Decisis Radio.